Hey guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast. I am 4. I'm 2. And I'm 9. And we are back yet again with another TechCast. I believe this is our fifth episode of TechCast, right guys? Sixth, actually. Sixth, wow. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm We're missing moving along. Dang. We've been yeah, showing yeah. along then, wow. Anyway, before uh, before we get into this, I did just want to remind you guys, um, if you don't already, go ahead and check us out on our social <laughs> medias at the 429 Podcast. Uh, we'd love to kind of hear back from you guys with some more feedback, uh, maybe kind of episode recommendations and, you know, just, you know, how you're enjoying everything. Um, anyway, let's move on with our first story for this week. First thing we're going to talk about, the Mercedes-Benz S-Class has actually achieved level three autonomous driving now. So they're going to be moving on to that soon in testing. Um, Is this the one of, that Apple worked with? You know, I'm not sure. It actually very well could have been. But I do know that their new Mercedes that they're going to be coming out with is going to have features like adaptive cruise control and lane assist. And even though it's not going to provide fully hands-off experiences like, you know, Tesla or some of your other car companies, um, they may be there pretty soon. Um, so I kind of just wanted to get opinion. Do you think Mercedes is going to be a big player um, kind of moving forward in, you know, the actual autonomous driving industry? You know, can they compete with like Uber and Tesla and all of the other big tech companies working on these types before of we even Before we even get to that, can you dumb it down for an idiot like myself? What the hell does level three autonomous driving mean? You don't know what level three autonomous... Oh, what a plug. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm you sorry. know, level three, level three is so they're, they're going to be they're going to be doing more testing That's regarding far. like fully hands off experiences, essentially, and like kind of how far can they go um, without you actually having to do anything. So they're inventing. So when will it be ready? So I could buy the car, so I don't have to. So I could just. Oh well, who knows? It says it. It'll be ready <laughs> soon. It'll be ready soon. It's so got, they've got to research some more. Elon- Elon's been saying that about a lot of stuff about Tesla, okay? So I don't want another company like Mercedes going about and saying this, all right? But let me tell you one thing. This is Mm -hmm. an S-Class, right? Yep. For those of you who don't know, right, right, just a quick tip of advice. When you buy a Mercedes car, it goes from A-Class all the way to, I think, S-Class, right? S-Class being the most expensive, A-Class being the cheapest. So this is one of their most expensive vehicle lineups. Is it for the everyday consumer? Hell no. Nope. Right? But this is an actually an interesting feat in technology. So if they perfect this, Tesla definitely has some competition on their hand. But you have to remember one thing that keeps Tesla different from all the others. Tesla is electric. This yep. S-Class is not electric. Mm-hmm. Also, to verify what, uh, to clarify on what Tu said earlier, right? Uh, the levels are actually purely based on the degrees of autonomy. So one level one is driver assistant. So like you kind of see that in a lot of like standardized cars right now. Like for like basically it's like cruise control, right? My damn Camry uh, has that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Level two is partial autonomy, so like there's like some sort of autonomous driving system that, that navigates and monitors your driving yeah. environment. So like how like it can see like cars AKA ahead of you. Tesla. Yeah. Not yeah. even not even the Tesla. Tesla is actually level three, which is condition uh conditional autonomous. Mm-hmm. So like it, it actually takes the the environment that it monitors and oh, actually and makes they apply decisions. some logic on top yep. of it. Yeah. And then, and then about it. also do just do just do just note, right? When I say that it'll be ready soon, um they're hoping to get it probably or hopefully within, you know, the end of this year, end of next year. So within the next year, um and also they've said that this 2021 S class, when they finally get permission to actually push out those changes on the work they've been doing, this S-Class will get those features, you know, and those features could include driving on roads, driving on highways, like stuff like that. Yeah. Interesting. It's soon with an asterisk. Yeah. Behind it. 
I don't know. I'm if for favor for this, but also against the favor because I love driving, right? And but the way I see all these autonomous cars really heading is sort of like, you know, it's like automated taxis, right? So it's just you get in the car and it just takes over. Like, I'm I'm, I'm a big proponent of having my like privilege to drive and have yeah. control of the vehicle and doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm scared that we may be heading towards like a society and stuff where, you know they're going to be like, okay, no, like everyone has to just buy an autonomous vehicle and you got to just sit in there. Right. I, I know what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. the fear of losing your, your, your rights to drive, I guess your the, yeah. the freedom that comes with driving. And I totally get that. Someone who loves cars, it's kind of scary, but I guess we'll be like the old school generation. Like, you know how they use like manual transmissions. So mm-hmm. those old dudes, like we'll be that old generation that's still manually driving. Right. With our, yeah. uh, with our automatic gear shift. So We'll see how it plays off. But four, what else you got for us this week? All right. So next news article, Boston Dynamics is making a little bit of a move into coronavirus care. So Boston Dynamics, I'm sure you guys know who they are, right? The robot nope. company. The um, ones that you nope. push the dogs. No clue. You, you never heard of okay, Boston right. Dynamics? So if you've never heard nope. of Boston Dynamics, wow. they're, they're a Boston-based robot company, essentially, and they've been working on literally Kill robots, it. right? Um, a lot of stuff in terms of like being able to run like a dog or like a deer. I'm sure you've seen like their animal-like robots or like their robots where you've people try to like seen... push them over. Yeah, you've probably seen the viral of like one of them like trying to push up the dog, a yeah. robot dog, and it's like it's, like it like perfectly like counteracts the weight of it being pushed and like fixing itself like a dog or like a deer. Yeah, no, I live under I live under a rock. Any, so anyway, I haven't seen any of this. They've been making a little bit of progress in terms of research regarding uh, giving care to COVID nineteen patients. So, um, according to them, this isn't something that they ever really intended on doing. But you know, given the current climate, it was something that they kind of saw possibility in and are now kind of working on. So they kind of are now equipping some of their robots with things like tablets, two way audio, um, different sensors for like oxygen levels. Um, a heart rate, so just pulse a, is rate. Is this just a robot with a thermometer? No, well, it's a robot with a ton of advanced features and different technologies, so that way a doctors can interact. Thermometer. Correct, a high-tech <laughs> thermometer, so that way the doctors can still interact with patients who might be sick without ever having to go near them. So, I, think I mean, cool. do you guys think that this is kind of a waste of time, or do you think that this I, is something necessary? I think this is super cool. I think this is exactly what. Even though this wasn't the primary goal of what they were aiming with this type, especially this type of robot, I think this is pretty much the perfect way and the overall goal, if you think about it, robotics in general, creating mm-hmm. baseline robotics to aid us in, in situations that would risk a human life. You know, you, mm-hmm. think, you think about the early robotics, they're primarily built for like bomb detection and bomb disarmament, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of pretty much, if you think about it, our environment is pretty much a bomb now. A ticking yeah. time bomb, and having these robots basically uh, monitor, you know, be quickly modified. Also, it's pretty quick how quickly they were able to modify this this uh, thing and its needs real quick. It just shows how like flexible these robots can be in the future. Well, so I guess two concepts. So I guess two two points to that, right? First point being the way you just said right now that they're super adaptable uh, and everything that these robots are. You know, I'm a big proponent, if you guys don't know, of, like, microservices and, like, microservice architecture for different types of web services and stuff like that. And this robot is sort of, like, the epitome of that, right? They wanted a new feature. They needed to add a new feature. Bam. Added in a couple weeks. Done, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I really like the way Boston Dynamics has organized this robot and built it out, which I think is insane. Even though I've never even heard of this company, this is actually really cool, right? I know this but company the for years. Thing, yep. But the second thing is, right, you know, what we've seen throughout all of COVID is advances in medical technology that I think were desperately needed for the medical industry, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've had some samplings of this. Like we had like, I remember we talked a couple podcast episodes ago about like robotic surgeries how mm-hmm. like a doctor in California can operate on someone sitting on the International Space Station, right? Yeah. So it's like, I know how we talked about stuff like that, right? But now like we're actually starting to see it become more mainstream, which I think is just nothing but beneficial for humanity. Yep. Because when you have stuff like this dog, right, who's going around checking your temperature with a laser pointer or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's really changing the game up because it's like, okay, you can allocate these aids and these robots to go do that stuff while you have the nurses and the doctors focus on, you know, core cutting edge, more technology and research for that. Right now we'll see how this actually adapts to the medical environment. Right. Because just like in all industries, you have the old, you have the old group, you have the, you know, the traditionalist group and everything. Right. So there's a saying the old guard has to die out. Right. So as we see, you know, newer and newer generations of doctors come into the play i think this will be more mainstream so i Mm -hmm. think we're still at least you know 30 40 years out from that but i think it's definitely a step in the right direction yeah yeah i agree and then also you got to keep in mind a lot of these like robotic and kind of like tech driven medical care options they might not play a huge role in your developed countries like america and you know some european nations but they're very very beneficial especially in third world countries that don't have access to good medical care to begin with. So, I mean, if you can kind of strap up a robot and put a U.S. doctor that's, you know, very well-trained and well-educated and bring him in areas that don't have doctors like that on site, I, I see that as a huge win, especially in developing countries. Yeah, you're talking about the remote villages of Africa and India yep. and China and stuff like that, right? Yep. You're talking about all like the sub-Saharan desert. You're talking about Antarctica where there's mm-hmm. just the researchers. You're talking about the International Space Station. You're talking about getting doctors to places where you couldn't have a doctor go before, right? Yep. And Or at least go safely before. Mm-hmm. And so now they have, they'll have that ability and you could bring, you know, care to those people, which I think is amazing. And especially if Red Cross or the United Nations or mm-hmm. UNICEF picks up these, like, initiatives and partners yeah. with these corporations, I think we could see a huge positive impact for the world. And imagine this, right? Let's say you're a doctor and there's a drone that's able to go land, take blood, right? Now you can land a drone, take blood, and bring it to a lab and deliver it there. Very, very quickly, which brings uh, us see, directly into our next article also. I will put 50 bucks on the line right now if the next article you send is Amazon doing this, because I swear to God, Amazon would be the first one I would think to be doing this. Well, they're not doing I it in it. medical, <laughs> but but Amazon has just gotten their Part 135 certificate from the FAA for drone Whoa. delivery. 50 bucks. Just got, you just got 50 bucks. Drone delivery. Now, they're not the first, right? So you've got Google and UPS who have already gotten these um, certificates in the past. But this is a huge step for Amazon, right? So essentially, this means that the FAA has kind of cleared their safety and operations guidelines and said, hey, you know, we're comfortable with you guys flying drones in different levels of airspace. Um, So, I mean, I think this is really cool personally. Um, I see drone delivery Mm -hmm. as probably the next big step for Apple uh, I'm sorry, not Apple, Amazon, you know, Apple, being, able, being able to provide <laughs> instant nine, gratification 
instant gratification as an online company, you know, and an online supplier is crazy. Now, this won't be everywhere. There are different challenges they have to face, such as, you know, population and flying over crowds and, you know, how populated is airspace um, and different rules and regulations they need to follow. But um, we can start seeing, hopefully within the next year, some type of drone delivery in different areas that they're running test trials in. So what do you guys think? First, my main point, right, is nine. You owe me fifty bucks after this uh-huh. recording is over. Wait, wait, what? But, yeah, you're right. Nine, nine, no, nine, no, 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 no. But the second no. point. Four owes you hundred now. But the second point being that, you know, I like this concept, but I have two major worries here, right? Yeah. And one positive that's going to come out of this, right? But my two worries here are a that these drones would be like. You know, we've seen people with shotguns and stuff like that in the past just shoot drones down like there's no tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. We like just shoot these drones down or just destroy them and everything like that, which will increase prices for consumers because Amazon's getting damaged equipment, right? Mm-hmm. My second concern, right, would be pollution of these things. So that drone gets shot down. I don't see an Amazon guy coming to pick it up. I don't see someone going to pick it up. That thing's just going to lay there in the street, right? It's like... We live in we live we live in New York for those of you who don't know on our podcast, right? And so like when you guys drive around on these highways, bro, I ran into a plastic bumper the other day on the highway that I swerved around, right? So imagine just seeing thousands of these drones all over the place, right? So I think that's gonna be a real problem. But See, I don't positive, think that's as big of an issue, but go on, I'll I'll get back to that. But the positive that's gonna come out of this and nine knows about this really well is we about to get a whole lot of great Karen memes coming out of this, right? So I am yeah, very excited yeah. to see all the fresh Karen, me- Karen memes come out of this So when Amazon starts deliveries. 100%. I don't really think the problems you mentioned are really big problems. I think, like, four was uh, tied into. I mean, like, the whole issue with people shooting down uh, droids, right? That happens, but, like, it doesn't happen, like, every week. It's not like yeah. it's not like people panic and, like, oh, God, and they just start <laughs> shooting droids left and right. And it's not gonna, even if, if it does happen, like, let's say, once a week, let's let's be honest, Amazon is a multi-billion dollar company. If, if one droid gets shot down every week, that's not gonna raise prices over us. That's just, that's just gonna be swept under their, their expenses super mm-hmm. easily. Right? And then the whole issue you set up, uh, like, them falling over and polluting everything. I don't really think they're just gonna leave that line around. That might that's that's company property. They're definitely gonna get some guy, especially if this oh, is like yeah. the first runs and they have like probably experimental uh data or experimental uh you know equipment on that thing, you know, that just like yep. proprietary stuff. They're gonna go in there first thing, they're gonna clear the highways, they're gonna grab that sucker and they're gonna run. They're they're definitely not leaving that thing for some guy, some know- kid to pick they're, they're very expensive, even the parts, right? And, I mean, if the thing crashes, I mean, your exterior, like, your skeleton might break, but all your internals, your cameras, your batteries, all your really expensive 100%. pieces, they're probably more than ready to be put on another drone. And you might even have, like, code so saying free equipment. Yeah, Got pretty it. much. Noted. Noted yeah. They probably have trackers on it, so you take it home, you're, you're getting that. You're going to hit with the Amazon certified SWAT team to take it away. <laughs> hey, hey, that's all fine by me. I don't got any. They got they got prime delivery on their... On, prime on, on, delivery. <laughs> yeah, they come in quick. All right. Anyway, this is a big week for Amazon. We got a couple more uh, Amazon articles we can go through here. Um, so this one... Amazon has announced with Twitch, you know, they recently bought Twitch probably within the last year, two years... Um, yeah, yeah. 
you can actually do watch parties now for some of your Amazon Prime libraries through Twitch. Ooh. I heard so, about this, actually. Now, this is this, this is going to be kind of weird, right? Because not everything in your Amazon library is going to show up on Twitch. You know, there's different licensing agreements, and your area will, will differ, you know, just like all your other streaming services do. But I think this is really cool, and especially in the pandemic, you know, being able to do stuff like this is really cool. Kind of, it brings people together when they can't be together, which I think is really neat. What is really neat. 100%. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, uh, chime off of that. Right. Like four, four and nine, right. We, we already sat together. We did a Netflix watch party on like the avatar series, mm-hmm. like re- relived our childhoods there a little bit. Right. So it's like, it's very interesting to see Amazon do this because this is just another nail on the coffin for Netflix, man. Like Netflix, I feel like terrible about Netflix is, I think is having the worst year. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's saying a lot in this, in this type of year. Right. But Netflix, I think is just getting hammered left and right. You have Amazon releasing this, right. You had Disney pull all of its stuff off of Netflix. Right. It's, you know, you have, you have uh, the Hulu deal that just went down also. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have so many aspects on Netflix is getting hit by. I truly don't see Netflix being around in about five years because all the con- Netflix is not producing enough original content for them to stay alive at this yep. point in time. And the content they are producing is expensive. Right? $100 million so, to keep friends, but to get rid of like Always Sunny and like a whole bunch of other their most popular uh, titles. I don't know. Yeah, I think at one point, like 97% of US-based consumers of Netflix only had Netflix to watch Friends, right? So it's like... I think it was The Office. That- Right and yeah. and the office, right? office. So that's a problem. You can't rely on shows that were created by other networks for your network, right? Yep. I think I think Netflix had a good run with killing off Blockbuster and being the first major streaming platform. So it'll definitely go down in history with that end. And I've known some of their engineers, and their engineers are some of the most talented engineers in the world, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel I feel truly bad for them. But seeing stuff like this come out with Amazon. I think Twitch is just, you know, stolen another thing from Amazon that uh, from Netflix that made it unique. So, I mean, I think I think they still got a, a few kicks in them. They they still produce yeah. a lot of good original shows. That, you know, I think that's an area where Amazon and um, even Disney is lacking sometimes. You know, uh, like Disney, pretty much all I can think of top of the head in terms of exclusivity on Disney Plus is like The Mandalorian, right? And like not really much. Like it's Disney still Disney Plus still feels to me as a consumer super catered to kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like like other than the Mandalorian, I can't think of anything really that's like pertained to my age group. And the then Marvel and, movies, hello. That's but that's not exclusive to them. I mean, like, that's that's theater release, and then it comes there. And most of the time, I'm watching it already in theaters, so like I'm not gonna watch it again. Like not yeah. for another like five years. So like. I'm talking about exclusivity. I'm talking about original shows. Disney still hasn't nailed that, really. They only they've been back riding on The Mandalorian. Well, Netflix, you got like new shows. They're trying new genres. They do horror. They do romance. They're they doing but, a killing. They're doing a killing overseas. Like a lot yeah. of their like overseas shows are doing amazing. Like I know a lot of like Korean friends. Like they love like these Korean original shows that Netflix does, and they're really doing well. And then you got Amazon Prime, which is like only original show is like The Boys. And then like a couple others, but they're not really even doing that well in terms of Netflix's own original shows. Yeah, but to be fair, right, you know, you have to look at the age difference between Netflix and Disney Plus, right? Disney Plus has not even been out for a year yet. I think November will actually make it one year old, right? Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like 
But I mean, you make it you make it sound like Netflix is like grave is marked. Like it's it, not. It is. I, it is. I, I see, don't think I so. see the end of Netflix very soon. I don't right? think and so. I don't think we, so. You know, and we've all studied economics here, right? So we know businesses die off very slowly, right? Yeah. Right. Like we saw Sears. Sears took forever to die. It took twenty years to kill Sears off, right? Macy's so still won't die. Macy's may. I mean, Macy's <laughs> got great deals. Let me tell you. But mm-hmm. like. The whole point I see with Netflix is that I think this is the beginning of the end of Netflix. I don't think it's I don't think Netflix is gonna go bankrupt in like three weeks, right? Like that's ridiculous to say that, right? Yeah. Not even three years or or maybe even ten years, right? But I'm saying that this is the beginning of the end of Netflix. So Netflix see, is at I think the that's, crossroads right now. I don't I think that's hard I don't to think say. that's necessarily true. Yeah, I don't think that's hard to say. I think I think I don't think Netflix will ever go completely away, and I'll tell you why. They don't have a giant library of, you know, original content or even like non-original content. They have a, a lot of stuff, don't get me wrong, but the stuff that they do have, it's really good. I mean, like most of their Netflix original series, like I always enjoy them. And yeah. I mean, they get away with, you know, bringing new actors into the game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, most of the people you see in these original series, they're not, you know, big name actors. They just aren't. They're new people. It's a fresh take, right? It's... I always tend to enjoy them. Um, so I personally, even if Netflix is not going to remain their own company, I think that it's more likely they get bought than they go bankrupt. But yeah. I think Netflix, anyway, as you guys said, will turn into movie studio. Rather we're running than out of time on this topic. Uh, let's move on to our last Amazon article of the day. Let's make this oh a quick one. Oh my God, one. another one? Let's make this a quick one. They just released their new security cameras. Uh, so hey, the what? Amazon Blink, they have an indoor and outdoor security camera. Um, oh, I indoor, heard about this. The indoor camera is $80. The outdoor camera is $100. They're full 1080p. They have IR night vision, two-way audio, motion detection. Um, they offer free local storage if you're storing it on your own network. It's $3 a month for a single camera for cloud storage, $10 a month for unlimited uh, cloud storage for unlimited cameras. And this is one of their most highly, um, you know, highly uh, praised features. They have two options for batteries. If you use two AA batteries, you get two hours, I'm sorry, two years of battery life on a single set of two batteries. Or if you use four, you get four years of battery life possibly on a single set of four batteries. Um, so it's really, really, really battery efficient. Is and solar you, power or something? I, I, honestly, I'm not exactly positive. They haven't had a lot of news on it, but all, all, all I keep seeing about is these batteries being able to last them for an insanely long time. So what, what do you guys think about this? Do you think uh, these really low prices could be the end of like Ring and your other big name camera companies? I would tell you no on that one, just because I think Ring and, you know, Google Nest and all these other like uh, tiny companies have really well-built software that's integrated with a lot of external applications, whereas also, Amazon does not. I do just want to point this out. They are integrated with Alexa. And if they're integrated with Alexa, they're integrated with like everything. That yeah, is true. But uh, is true. I, I mean, I have a problem with that alone. With like most of the times, I see things that are integrated with Alexa. The problem with me is like I don't want another integration assistant. Like I, I like to keep it to one. I'm mean, a lot of the times when I see a product integrated to only Alexa or, or only Google Assistant. When I'm using like HomeKit for like Apple, I'm like I don't want to add another assistant to my whole like ecosystem. So that's a that's a killer already. Yeah, like Google. nine could right now stream Alexa, okay, Google, and Siri, and all three of them are going to respond around him, right? Yeah, yeah. it's just so confusing. <laughs> I want to have one. Isn't the whole point of this home, this whole ec- uh, ecosystem in the first place was to have one system guard everything? But not you everyone know, you has live, one. No, you live with more people now. That's the point. 
I guess. I guess, yeah. People that can listen on my conversations and report it back to them. 24-7. They, they already recorded and edited this whole episode before you even had a chance to even touch it, right? 100%. But anyway, let's, let, let, let's move on. We're kind of running guess, out of time here. I guess one last point, though, I want to bring up is that, you know, this is really interesting from an embedded systems perspective. Um, I remember taking this class back in college, and it was really interesting. But from an embedded systems perspective, you know, this is not as hard as surprisingly you would think, right? As long as they chose the right parts to associate with these cameras, the the main the main aspect for this actual um, battery life drainage would probably just be the network connection it's trying to do. Other than that, you can have cameras and all this stuff run for years on a single battery. Yeah. So it's actually very interesting to see this happen. But anyway, four, drop us with the last couple stories for this episode. All right. So now this... I don't think we need to spend any more time talking about this. I think people are sick and tired of us talking about this, but TikTok, 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 this, the bid could be finalized soon. And if you guys uh, haven't heard, Microsoft is now being joined in their bid by Walmart. Uh, so this what? is going to be Wait, a what? joint acquisition with Microsoft Walmart, uh, potentially what? Walmart's you know? in this now. So well, it's, Walmart it... has a venture capital firm, so I'm not surprised by that. But like that's an but interesting I didn't combination. Hear, I didn't hear them like come in at all until now. Yeah, same. I feel like every day this story keeps changing more and more. So I mean, we'll see if it stays like that because I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow Walmart's like, oh, you know what, we're not going to do the, the joint bid anymore. You or, know like, what, tomorrow someone else. Tomorrow, Blackbuster comes in and say, we'll buy it. <laughs> And I'm hey, like, what? Don't mess with that Blockbuster store in Oregon, all right? All right. Like, yeah, anyway, yeah. we've got two more stories to get through. These are kind of our cream de crop stories of the week. Cream de la crop. Cream de la crop. First one, NVIDIA 3000 series lineup Ooh, has been released. Now this is my jam and butter. Now this might be the best news of this week. This Nine's lineup, been complaining about this this whole week. This lineup Complaining? I've been in- crazy scene complaining in the sense that you want to buy it or not yeah complaining in terms of why i wish my wallet was better so (laughs) we've seen three graphics cards get dropped you've got the rtx 3070 3080 3090 i'm going to rattle off the specs real quick the 3070 has eight gigabytes of vram it's selling for 500 bucks it's 60 percent faster than the last generation and it's got 5888 cuda cores the 3080 10 gigabytes of, of vram it's selling for 700 dollars it is 200% faster than the last gen, and it's got 8,704 CUDA cores. And now finally, their new top-tier uh, graphics card for the consumer market, the RTX 3090. It's got a whopping 24 gigabytes of VRAM. It's selling starting at 1,500, and it's 50% faster than the RTX Titan, which was already one of the fastest graphics cards around, uh, You know, excluding your kind of like uh, corporate and commercial-grade cards. And this will have... 10,496 CUDA cores. So for you're all of you guys That's who love... Insane. For all of you guys like me who love uh, parallel processing and writing code on CUDA, that's uh, really, really big. So what do you guys that's think about insane. that? Who's Who will be investing? I Look, <laughs> is that, nine, Nine's still in this debate right now which, which one he wants to get. I'm not buying any of them, right? Because I don't have any immediate need or application for them. But I have immediate need. You don't. But yes, from, I do. But from a tech user's perspective and a technology enthusiast's perspective, this is insane, man. Yeah. 10,000 10, cores on that last chip. Seriously, that's like, do you know how much parallel computing you can do? Like, I have so many machine learning algorithms on the back of my head. I can just run in, like, seconds. 
now. And it's just insane to me how like you can parallel process all this information and it's going to be amazing. So I think a big threat to this actually, believe it or not, on the industry perspective, I think Google has some challenge now, have to come up with better, you know, their teraflop chips. They have to come up with some little better teraflop chips now to compete with this consumer grade market. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. But on a more important note, from a game roof perspective, you'll be able, I'll be able to stream 8K now with 60 frames per second on that top tier yep. graphics card. Mm-hmm. That's that's the killer thing right now. I can't even picture 8K in my head, and they're basically saying I can do it now. Or 4K that's theoretically at 120 hertz now. You know, so you're talking 120 insane. hertz at full 4K. Theoretically, obviously, but. I mean, if you're on one of those cards, I don't know if it's going to be theoretical. I think you actually oh, so they, might be able to pull that on some games. They didn't, they didn't even just say 8Ks on 60 frames per second. They said stream 8Ks, 8K on 60. That means you're playing it and you're also streaming it at the same time. That's, that's, that's double processing power. And we thought the next-gen consoles, when we talked about you know the PS5 and the Xbox uh, that was coming out soon, right? We're going to be insane. But this just this blew the PC-level gaming to a whole other level. Kills it. I'm well, definitely... You're looking at this 3070 right here, right? And I mean, I'm rocking a 1080 Ti in my main computer right now, which isn't functioning at the moment. I still got to fix it, but... <laughs> so he's eight not gigs, rocking a 1080 gigs, Ti. But... Well, I mean, it's, it's in here. It's right next to me. Regard, <laughs> regardless, that 3070 specs and speed, I mean, they're looking pretty similar to my yeah. 1080 Ti, which I paid almost double for in terms of what that's getting, in terms of what they're charging for that, you know, uh, three or four so years ago, whatever bought, it was So you released. could have bought a 3090 if you put an extra $500 more in. I yeah, could've. he could have. Yeah, but I'm, years, I'm a though. smart man because I have a 1070, and buying that would be basically the same for me. And I'll get like four times more upgrade than I would for my 1070 right now. So I'm definitely thinking about it. I don't got a, I don't got a PC, so it's not really <laughs> that's your first out. problem. Well, so now's the time. Out. Now's the time. Get a 3070, 500 bucks. I bet you you could probably spend a thousand dollars and get a top tier gaming PC capable of doing 144. Pretty close, uh, 14, yeah. 1440p, probably at 60 hertz at least. Yep. Yep. Almost. Don't anyway. tell me, and that's way out of my budget. But anyway. Anyway, last article last for this one. week. This one Remember has a special those? plate in Nine's heart. Herman oh, Miller, Miller now. Re- no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was about to say it's the anniversary of Mario coming up on September 18th, and for 13th. this 18th, pretty sure it's the 18th. It's 13th. Whatever, one of those days. <laughs> All right, one of <laughs> those days. It's September. <laughs> one of those days, we're getting the new uh, Super Mario 3D All Stars, which is going to be kind of a, a collector set of games for um, Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine. And Super Mario Galaxy, so I mean this is kind Wait, of so, a really big release. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? Is this like the revamped? So is this like so is this like the revamped version, or is this like the kind same of, game? Kind of, it's kind of revamped. So like it's not a remake, it's it's kind of a more of a remaster. So like okay. it's better resolution, uh, native widescreen now, which is crazy for like especially. Uh, I think all the games actually. None of the games were supported in widescreen. And is even... this on? Wait, mm-hmm. and th- is this on the Switch? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Damn, damn, this may actually get make me buy a Switch because I like... already bought it. <laughs> what? I, I already bought. It. I already. I already bought. I pretty pre-ordered it. I. The problem also that really pushed me. You know, I'm not the type of person. I used to be the type of person where like if I see a game, I wanted it. I pre-ordered it. I bought it. Right. The last five years, I've completely stopped doing it. I got burned too many times. I just said, no, I'm going to wait for the sale and then get it for 30 bucks. And mm-hmm. it usually has been treating me pretty well. Most of the time, I just stop for forget another game and I save myself 60 bucks. But uh, this reason I decided to go for it is one, it's like three games that I played my whole childhood, instant classics. 
I can get it on native resolution for my Switch widescreen, and more importantly, which it's kind of a bummer with the community right now, it's an exclusive run. It's a very limited run, actually. So you're talking about that, uh, supposedly what Nintendo's saying, it's only going to be available from September when it comes out till March of next year. And then that's it. You can't get it. Wait, say that one more time. So it's going to be from September to just March? Yep. Apparently, according to Nintendo, it's going to be a limited run, which means after March, the end of March, don't even think about that game. You're not getting it. You can't get it physically. You can't get it digitally. So if I I basically want to get this game, I basically have to shell out $300 for a Switch right now. Switch now before March. Otherwise, you're done, though. A lot of people are criticizing this decision. Um, it's kind of like, why would you do that? Just at least keep it digitally on the on their store. But apparently, at, at the moment, that's what that's their plan. That's just completely done. So you better start dishing out that that uh four hundred dollars or whatever for a Switch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, nah, I'm good. But like, I'm a huge Mario fan. I think this is an incredible addition to the community. Right, it's it's the second. I, th- I believe it's the second All Stars. The last one came out like what ninety three or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is like so. They call it the three D All Star because it's all three D games. So this is gonna be very interesting. But one thing to note here is that Super Mario Galaxy Two will not be on there. So for all you Super Mario Super yep. Mario Galaxy Two fans, yep. oh. um, Nintendo and basically just told you to. Just that was the only one I didn't play too. That was like I was kind of looking forward to because I didn't play it. So now I guess I guess Nintendo just read my library of back played games and like, oh, he didn't play, so I guess no one gets. It. And I do just want to make a small <laughs> correction here. So it seems that Mario's um, anniversary is on the thirteenth, but these uh-huh. the, the release date of these games will be on the eighteenth. Unacceptable. Uh, okay. Nintendo releasing on the thirteenth, so I can have it quicker. Everybody, yeah. you already have my money. And then give me the- finally, very last small thing. Um, there's no release date yet, but they have talked about this as well. Another Nintendo thing, Mario Kart AR. So now we might see possibly is, or we'll we'll definitely see it. Just don't know when yet, I guess. Hopefully by the end of the year, um, people will have the ability to lay out a Mario Kart track in their own house and then race an actual kind of handheld car through their own house on your Switch. It's pretty neat. It's really cool. I ha- I haven't had this kind of like childhood excitement for like a product like this in like a while. Like this is insanely. I would be dying to have this as a kid. It's so Think insane. Think about like I could create a killer. I'm just looking around like my room right now. I could create a killer circular track. Right it's now. insane. Like, <laughs> like for someone who's really creative, like this is like the perfect thing. Like this is like the amount of creativity you can do with yeah. this. It's insane. And to do with friends too, if they buy their own thing, like I, it's it's not even even on like. On your, it's like on a screen on your Switch. Like you can see them racing in real time. It's I'm about insane. to go buy some Legos. Like, <laughs> oh, don't get me tempted. I might build a whole track right now. You know, they might. <laughs> I, I would. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some type of deal with them, right? Where they like, oh, we're getting Lego tracks now, or like Hot Wheels. I mean, they already have like that. that partnership. They already have that partnership. They got the NES uh, classic uh, Lego, and they got that Lego Mario set. So yeah. I mean, it's gonna be very interesting to see. Yeah, but anyway, uh, guys, it fits really well into our cast. last week's episode, right? ARVR. If you haven't oh, watched yeah. it, go check it out. Really fun, oh, yeah. t- uh, really fun talk there. You but can anyway, find us. guys, this has been TechCast episode six. Wow, it's been six weeks we've been doing this. That's crazy. Yeah. Just wanted nuts. to say thank you guys for thank you guys for following along. Right, we're gonna see you guys on Sunday with another episode. But one thing we want to let you guys know is please reach out to us on social media. Please follow us, like us uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Right, mm-hmm. any of your social media platforms. Leave us a like, subscribe, comment. Like, we love hearing from you guys. We heard from some some of you guys in the community today, 
and we're super excited about hearing from you guys. So please mm-hmm. leave us a like, leave us a DM, send us 100%. something, right? And you can if you guys have suggestions out. for episodes, you guys have suggestions for episodes, we're more than happy to hear you guys out on episodes, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, guys, this has been TechCast. We're the 429 Podcast. I'm two. I'm nine. I'm four. And we'll see you next week or Sunday, rather. Later. We'll see you guys Sunday. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.